It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, the painkiller, DeSimone, and Kevin Jackson. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Jets Nation, welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone. I'm flying solo for the time being until my partner in crime, Mr. Kevin Jackson, can join us. He is currently in transit from whatever it is, from wherever it is that he's coming from. I know yesterday he was at the game, so he did get to see. The, uh, the New York Jets beat the New York Giants in the preseason finale, uh, 31-27. to So, and of course, Chris Strebler with a game-winning touchdown, courtesy of Calvin Jackson, I believe, Jr., who scored the game-winning touchdown. And he was very excited about it, talking to reporters. And also another thing, one of the things that I did see with the game yesterday... The Jets completely went out, played their game. Although I do have a little bit of an issue with the way that the ones played against the against the New York Giants backups. So I'm going to uh, make my feelings known tonight in regards to that. Shout out to Scott Kalispi who uh, shared the show for me. I appreciate it, my friend. New York Jets beating the New York Giants. Very interesting game to say the least which I got the opportunity to look at. I have my thoughts. I have my thoughts on the game. And, you know, a a lot of people are probably going to disagree with my line of thinking about how I feel in regards to the New York Jets and about the way that they played versus the Giants. One of the things that I will come out and say is that I expected that the New York Jets against the New York Giants backups should have had their way. Instead, first drive of the game... Running back Michael Carter dirts the ball. Giants uh, end up recovering the fumble. And that was the first drive. Second drive, Joe Flacco throws a pick. This is not something that you want to see out of your first team offense. Especially going against second and third team defense of the New York Giants. Now, I I could already hear it. I'm waiting for the comments to pop into the chat about why you're being so negative. I don't understand you. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe you're not even a real fan because you're constantly up here. You're pissing and moaning about the Jets. Look, this game, Robert Sala made to be the dress rehearsal. So if this is supposed to be the dress rehearsal for the New York Jets going into week one, then you know what? This New York Jets football team has a boatload of work that they still need to work on. 
I did see a little bit of sloppy tackling. Again, third week in a row. Week one preseason game, you're still a little green around the guilds. You, you maybe have some issues with some tackling and some fundamentals. Guys shaking some rust off. I get it. Week two of the preseason, you expect to be a little bit better. Show a little bit of signs of improvement. Week three, which was your supposed dress rehearsal, a lot of teams basically just use this as the, the scrub bowl, okay, where basically they already have the majority of their 53 already panned out. It's just a matter of the last 10, 15 guys on the roster that uh, they're trying to figure out on what side of the ball they're, they're going to use for, for this game. So because when there were four preseason games, Basically, preseason game number three was your dress rehearsal. And then week four, you played your scrubs. So because you were filling out the bottom half of your roster. Or the last five spots, or the last seven spots, or the last ten spots that may be up for grabs on the final 53. Teams have to be down to 53 by, I believe, 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Joy, August 30th. There's going to be 27 players that are going to be cut from every single team. Over 800 players, pretty much, are, are going to be out of a job tomorrow, okay? Or have their dreams of being able to play a season in the NFL now dashed. So this is where the New York Jets have some very serious decisions to make, all right? Now, just real quick, I want to go over the box scores, just in case you live under a rock. Jets beating the Giants 31-27. Uh, to 27. Mike White was 13 for 17 for 170 yards. He had two tees. Looked very good. Chris Streveler, who seems to be the new hot name that everybody's talking about, was 10 for 13 for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Flacco, all right, went 7 for 12 for 76 yards and a pick. All right, so now on the Giants' side of the ball, Davis Webb, 30 for 38, 202 yards, one touchdown, no picks. The reason why David's Webb, David Webb's numbers look the way that they do is because Tyrod Taylor got completely blown up in the first quarter where he was carted off the field with an apparent back injury. That, if you're a New York Jets fan, the fact that they were able to get to Tyrod Taylor and to make his life miserable and keep him from moving the ball down the field, despite his elusiveness, despite the fact of him picking up a couple first downs with his legs, that should make you feel pretty good about the New York Jets and their ability to disrupt the backfield at this point in the season. Now, Tyrod Taylor only went 2 for 4 for 29 yards. He was sacked once for 10 yards. There's a good win. I can't even really call it a good win. Because it's like your starters are playing against your backups. And even though you guys are playing vanilla football and not really wanting to tip your hand as far as scripted plays and stuff like that, the Giants' backups really gave the New York Jets a fit. Because at one point, I believe it was like 3-3, and then after the Flacco pick, which turned out to be a pick six, that ended up being 10-3. So let me get into some of these comments over here again. I'd like to thank everyone who's tuning in tonight. Scott Kalisby, uh, of course. The other New York Jets, there's another one. <laughs> there's another one that wins we don't know about. <laughs> you think they would have, laugh out loud. Flacco's pass was perfect. It hit the Giants defender right between the numbers. Not us. We decided to play our starters, laugh out loud. Of course. And that's it. Mike talks about what has started a little bit earlier. Guy Fisher. CJ, what's going on, brother? Appreciate you tuning in. Michael Clemens is a beast. Scott Kalisby. Guy Fisher. Michael Clemens is going to be a problem. Matthias Simon. Jets defensive backs are going to be good. 
Yeah, I actually don't have questions about the secondary coming in right now. Uh, Guy Fisher, Jermaine Johnson, really can't say as of now. He's a household name. It's going to take him time. He's still, he's, he's still going to get there. He'll still get his wheels. But Dia Simon, when it's a real win, it'll be a good win. Absolutely. Guy Fisher, Flacco was stupid. He was not even under pressure. I completely agree. Now, my issue. The issue that I've had for the past couple weeks. And you guys have heard me piss and moan about this. And this is not without reasoning. Go and watch the tape. Go and watch the replays. The Jets offense getting off to a slow start. The Jets offense not being able to move the chains. And then when they did move the chains, they shot themselves in the foot. What I'm going to play for you is a little bit of the Robert Sala post-game press conference after the Jets beat the Giants. Go. Um, I thought we had a little bit more. Didn't, did we not have more than 14? I thought we had more than three. It was like a little over. It was over. close to 14, maybe 16. I thought we were over 20. I'll, I'll double check it. But still, I, I, I thought we got enough work in. Um, the, the objective was to go out there, uh, get our old line together for the first time, um, uh, and just go and execute uh, the best way we know. I felt like they moved the ball well. Um, a sloppy turnover from Michael uh, with the fumble, sloppy interception uh, on the uh, with Joe, but um, and the the you know just you could see we we're just a little out of sync with the offensive line in terms of the run game and our running backs hitting the hole the way they needed to, and uh, uh, so that part's got to be better. But uh, overall, it was it, you could see this was a necessary evil to get these guys out on the football field so they can play together. Concerned at all that that there was some of that that sloppiness and, and that there was kind of the being out of sync a little bit, considering you know you don't have another preseason game to correct that. You just have the regular season. No, uh, I'm I'm not concerned. You get uh, another preseason game won't make a difference. We've uh, we've got it on tape. The second group came in and executed exactly the way you wanted to against the same group of guys, and they march up and down the field. So it's in there. It'll be fine. I'm not I'm not overly concerned. But uh, um, it was it was good to get these guys out there so they can go play. Think about sending Joe back out after that play, or no? I, I I had capped it. I had capped it at that. The the, the competitive the competitive spirit wanted to send him out again, but had to think better. What did you think of Mims' performance? Uh, I thought he he was he was gritty. He was gritty. He um you know we ran out of receivers there at the end, um and he was he fought all the way through, took every single snap that he needed to take, uh, won some contested footballs. Uh, and he absolutely fought, and that's uh, and he's finally been giving himself an opportunity in terms of the game to go showcase that it's what he's been doing since OTAs, and it was good to see him do it in the in uh, in a game setting. What do you think his future is with this team, Robert? Uh, it, like I've said, he's 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 one of our our six best receivers, and he's going to be here as far as I'm concerned, unless uh, all the other questions are for Joe. Obviously, speaking very high out out there, but you also hear his criticism of Flacco that he's shaking the rust off a little bit. All right. Now, as as far as I'm concerned, Flacco should know better making mistakes like that. But if there's any place that you're going to make mistakes, this this would actually be the time for you to actually make those mistakes. Okay. So that being said, it's not something that you would expect from your dress rehearsal, but it could have been worse. Now, again, the reason why I'm going to say it could have been worse is because now Chris Trevler, the third string journeyman quarterback who won a CFL Grey Cup. As a backup on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He went out, he wins a great cup, gets an opportunity to play for the Jets. So far, every time he touches the ball, it's not pretty, but he does bring energy, can move the pocket, doesn't have a killer arm or a deep arm, but is fairly smart with the football. So now, today on social media, I'm seeing 
a lot of people already like, if the Jets don't find a way to keep Chris Strebler and he gets picked up, the Jets are going to regret it because he could be the second coming of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick? This is who we're comparing Chris Strebler to? I know that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Drew Brees are out of the way, but why would you compare Chris Strebler to Ryan Fitzpatrick? I don't know. Someone in the chat, please answer me that, because I just don't understand why you would go ahead and compare Chris Strebler to Ryan Fitzpatrick when you've only seen a three-game sample size of him. That being said, let me get back to the comments again. Thank you for everyone who's tuning in. Matthias Simon. The right side of the offensive line wasn't good. Yeah, you ain't kidding about that. There were a couple of times there were a lot of uh, a lot of penetration. Retro Ray, shout out to him. Thank you for joining us tonight. Clemens needs to be in the rotation. He's full throttle. Uh, Retro Ray cut Flacco and keeps Strevy, who's Fitzmagic Jr. Wow, okay. Scott Kalisby, be nice, CJ. We'll learn how to play nice with everyone. I think we should start holding hands with the other team before we start the game to show them that we care. Is that before or after we start passing out the orange slices and the participation trophies? Just let me know if it's before or after. Guy Fisher, if we go four to five seasoned, I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning players' talent. My eye will be on the coaching staff's talent. I agree. Coaching staff has to be able to coach the talent on the team. So there we go. It was the starters' first game. They had to get their legs. Guy, whose fault is that? Tell me. Because if I were Robert Sala, my starters would have been playing one half of football against the Atlanta Falcons, not allowing Marcus Mariota to go through your entire first team defense like Swiss cheese. Because we decided to play 4-2-5 base coverage vanilla gap with zero pass rush. You can blame Jeff Albrick all you want. This is what they chose to play in the preseason, which is fine because you don't want to show any of your exotic blitz packages in the preseason. I get it. But if there's ever a time to pull a, a rabbit out of your ass, this is the time to have some fun with it. Play some schoolyard football, for God's sakes. Scott Kalisby back in there. Can't we all just get along, CJ? We all know Strebler should be the starter. I'm not even going to address that. He's the next Tom Brady. He should be our starter for the next decade. He's the next GOAT. Put down the crack pipe and slowly back away. Look, it's not going to be a season without mistakes. We're still trying to find chemistry on the offensive line, and the defensive line needs to play better. The defensive backs are helping them out a lot and should be the other way around. True. Absolutely. True. Matthias, always on point. Always. More wins. Jets or Lions? Carl Falk. Thank you for joining us tonight. I think the Jets get more wins than the Lions. Maybe by one. Guy Fisher, Coach Silas Falk. No kidding. <laughs> Scott Kalisby says the Lions will win more games than the Jets. Retro Ray back in there. Well, Zach Wilson thinks, overthinks every play instead of just keeping it simple. He thinks that the Jets are going to go 9-8. and eight. That's actually not bad. But here's the thing. If there is ever a way when Zach Wilson is going to be able to go out there and to prove that he could be the guy in New York, this is the season he's got to do it. So, he had the knee injury. He had the surgery. He's going to be cleared probably by week two or possibly week three to play. Personally, if Joe Flacco is playing well and the offense is clicking and they're winning games, then you sit Zach until Flacco's hand goes cold. <laughs> Carl Fox saying crack pipe is still inserted. Scott Kalisby saying, no, 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 CJ, we need to play all-time football just like we used to. Two runs up the middle for three yards and then an incomplete pass and then punt. Yeah, no. One thing that I did see, and thank you, Scott, for bringing this up, 
I did see some good stuff from the from the running game. Zonovan Knight, four carries, 31 yards. Longest was a 22-yard scamper. Ty Johnson, seven carries for 15 yards. As longest was a nine-yard scamper. Tevin Coleman, three carries for 14 yards. Longest was a nine-yard scamper. Brees Hall, five carries for 13 yards. His longest was an 11-yard scamper. Michael Carter, four carries for 10 yards. His longest was a four-yard scamper. Chris Streveler had one carry for seven yards. LaMichael Piran had one carry for negative one yards. I don't expect him to survive the uh, latest rounds of cuts. That being said, I get the excitement around Chris Streveler. I think that another team will probably end up claiming him off waivers if the Jets are going to try to see if he'll clear waivers and end up trying to stash him on the practice squad. So you have to make a decision. You have Chris Streveler who has come in and clearly outplayed Mike White, but you also have Mike White who came out and played probably his best game of the preseason against the Giants. And the Jets are very familiar with Mike White. They're familiar with what he could do. He's familiar with this offense and he's familiar with the system. So you have a decision to make. So unless you're going to ask Chris Strebler to play special teams, which somebody out there had actually suggested on, on one of the Facebook groups that I follow, Chris Strebler is probably not going to make this 53-man roster, much to the dismay of a lot of Jet fans who really like this kid. Guy Fisher brought up an interesting point in the, t- in the chat. Mike White's going to get traded for a second rounder. If you end up trading Mike White for a second rounder, man, I tell you, you better go and build a statue in the middle of MetLife Stadium for Joe Douglas right now. If you trade Mike White for a second rounder. Retro Ray in the chat. Once our O-line gels, running game is going to be sick. Uh, Chris Drevel has wheels, and Mike White doesn't. Mike White, very stationary in the pocket. He can move it, but he's not as fast as Chris Streveler. Personally, if it were up to me, I do like Streveler. I do like the energy that he brings. I don't know. Just It would be a tough call because we already know what we have in Mike White. But I think the only way that Chris Streveler ends up staying on this 53-man roster is if they do trade Mike White. So, Matthias Simon laughing in the chat. There is no way they give you a second rounder for White. How can that be? Strebler is going to take over for Mahomes or Rodgers this year because Jet fans are always on point with knowing and understanding the talent on this team. I'm going to pretend you did not just say that. Dallas has given us a second and a fifth for Ajoa. Wow. (laughs) Guy put down the pipe, sir. (laughs) Scott Gillespie. Wow. (laughs) Retro Ray. Ice veins without even taking a practice snap. (laughs) I tell you, it really is fascinating to see how Jet fans right now are completely going so gaga over Chris Streveler right now. And and believe it or not, I know you guys that are out there in the chat, Scott Cleesby, Guy Fisher, you guys know, I predicted this already, that if Chris Streveler comes out and starts to play really, really well, that Jet fans are going to start clamoring for him. And they're going to want Flacco gone. They're going to want Mike White gone. Some people want Zach Wilson gone. Insert Chris Strebler, 27-year-old, Grey Cup winner. Now, I could see because he's won a Grey Cup, but also keep in mind, the CFL is a lot different from the NFL. Yes, it looks to be the same. You're talking about three downs as opposed to four. You're talking about a much wider field. You're talking about a much longer field. Okay, you're also talking about receivers that are allowed to be in motion, which is something that is not allowed in the NFL. So there's a lot of tweaks that you can get away with in the CFL that you can't in the NFL. But take a look at what the kid has said, what what the kid is doing right now. I don't know. The jury still is out on Chris Trevler. And again, 
that's going to be another part of the show as I have a, a complete segment in regards to that. So let me just wrap up my thoughts on Jets-Giants. Again, starter struggled. Starting defense looks to be really good. They're stepping up. They're playing. They're getting into the backfield. They absolutely smoked Tyrod Taylor, as I mentioned earlier. But I still want to see more consistency. Secondary looks to be really good. Sauce Gardner is going to get the starting nod. He's going to start on the other side of DJ Reed. Uh, I definitely expect them to be a problem for wide receivers this upcoming season. Now, Sauce is going to get it. He's, he's going to get his stripes. He's going to get burned. He's going, to, he's going to be humbled. So I hope that he can come out and he can play the way he's supposed to. So, But we'll see. All right. But again, Jets go 3-0 in the preseason. Who cares? I still want to see the ones play. The backups, our, our, our backups are pretty good. Uh, it was actually entertaining football for a lot of the second halves. So now let me go ahead and read some of these comments in here. And again, thank you everyone for, uh, for tuning in. Guy Fisher saying, never, I will never put the crack pipe down. Scott Cleesby, sarcasm, CJ, I'll help you understand it. Laugh out loud. Lamar Wallace, thank you for joining us tonight. Denzel Mims asked for a trade, then balls out in preseason game three. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about Denzel Mims in a second, so I'm glad you actually brought that up. Scott Kalisby, Guy Fisher, then share. So apparently, you know, Scott Kalisby and Guy Fisher, they want to pass around the crack pipe. Good for them. Scott Kalisby, because he's better than Warren Moon, we have to have him. Matthias Simon, look, they did the same thing to White, remember, because of one game. So let's everyone relax. I, I agree, Matthias. Guy Fisher, Zach needs a decent backup. Seriously, retro away. I know he's facing third string guys who will be working at FedEx next week, but they have a dream and coming at him like wolves. True. So, Ray, I'm not against the idea of the Jets actually maybe cutting Mike White or trying to stash him on the practice squad or possibly maybe trading him for a fourth or fifth round pick and then keeping Strebler on the roster. I think that the kid is has played well enough to earn at least a legitimate look, a legitimate spot where maybe you put him in garbage time just to see how he does against NFL players. For me, one of the things that I've always looked at that I've wanted for the New York Jets for a very, very long time, all right, and I know you guys have heard me talk about this, is I wanted a quarterback duo similar to what the Jacksonville Jaguars had when Byron Leftwich and David Garrard were in their prime. And you had two players who not only could push the ball down the field, who were not only very smart with the ball, but could also run, that could move the pocket, that could do things with their legs and create and make plays, right? We've seen Josh Allen do this in Buffalo. This is what makes Josh Allen such a dangerous quarterback because the kid's got a cannon for an arm. He's much more accurate than he was in his his rookie year. The Buffalo Bills spent a ton of money to upgrade the offensive line, right? They got him a number one wide receiver. He finally took that step forward, all right? This is what Jet fans are looking at Zach Wilson. We want Zach Wilson to take that step forward. Would it be nice to have a guy like like Strebler in your back pocket that if Zach struggles and is throwing four or five picks a game and now all of a sudden his head is swimming and he just can't figure defenses out? If you got a guy like a Strebler who could come in and just be a game manager, why not? Why would you not want this kid in there? He's won a championship as a backup. Take a look at what freaking Nick Foles did with the Philadelphia Eagles when Carson Wentz went down. Am I saying Strebler could be the equivalent of Nick Foles? No, but the situation could be could be similar. 
great that the Jets are not going 10 and 4 or, or, or 12 and 4 at that point or, or whatever, whatever the hell they did when Carson Wentz went down and then Folds made that magical run. But if you got a guy who, again, can come in and who can hold the fort down, which is what they expected from Mike White, which is what they wanted from Mike White, right? You got a guy who could come in, who could hold it down, who can play. Last year, we saw what? We saw Mike White. We saw Josh Johnson for a game. Okay, we saw Joe Flacco for a game, for, for two games. And then Zach for the, for the rest of the time until he got hurt. And Zach actually, when he got hurt, when he came back from being hurt, he looked better than he did before he got hurt. You're hoping for history to repeat itself when, when Zach takes the field, that he's ready to go and he looks better than he did the last time out. That's all any of us could hope for. It sucks. This is not something you want as a New York Jets fan. You want to feel confident in the quarterback position. You want to feel confident in the offensive line. You want to feel confident in the skill position players that you're putting out there. You want to feel confident in every single aspect of this football team. And right now, I'm still seeing more questions than answers. I'm still curious to see how the 53-man roster is going to shake out. And again, I'm falling back on my mantra. You guys know how I feel about this. Show me. Don't tell me about what you guys did. Don't tell me, oh, this guy's going to be a beast. That guy's going to be a beast. The other guy's going to be a beast. This guy's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. This guy's going to be a 2,000-yard rusher. Okay, show me. Show me. Because now, no more preseason. Now you got your bloodbath with your cuts. Now you got another week to prepare. And then September 11th, opening weekend of football, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Against one of the better teams in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. That are looking to come in and smack the shit out of you in your own house. So you better be ready. So, getting back into the comments again. Scott Kalispi, it's what we do, isn't it, guy? Laugh out loud. Matthias Simon, the impressive thing about Strebler is he did what he did with almost no snaps in camp. True. Scott Kalispi says, Trevler is a weak-armed Bernie Kozar. Ooh. I might have to give that some extra thought, but you could be onto something there, Scott. Guy Fisher, what do you guys think about Corey Davis? Corey Davis has got to step up. He's got to earn the contract that he got paid. Plain and simple. That's my thought on Corey Davis. If not, maybe Joe tries to move him. Or he doesn't make it past this season. Scott Kalisby, that would never happen. Zach isn't accurate enough. Where Flacco and White take what the D gives him. Strebler will get picked off because his arm isn't strong enough. Retro Ray. Chris S. is like Gardner Minshew. Enough said. Jewel Wade. Welcome to the chat. Hey, CJ. Green Bay checking in. Green Bay sucks. Good game for the Jets yesterday. Yes, it was a very good game. Uh, I still have some issues with it, but a W is a W. It doesn't matter how you get it. Matthias Simon. I'm a little nervous about Zach. I have to say, our track record isn't good. Don't feel confident. The kid's got to grow up. He's got to go out there and he's got to play. You can't have him in bubble wrap altogether. Scott Kalisby, yeah, he threw for 180 yards a game. Look out. I'm glad it's a throwing, a throwing league with stats like that. Retro Ray, Clevin's body slamming Lamar is possible. I love it. September 11th, after the game, CJ needs to have a show because he's going to explode if things don't improve. Jewel Wade with the, with the laughing, crying emojis. If September 11th's game ends up being an absolute shit show, I can almost guarantee you guys that I will probably go live for about 15 to 20 minutes and it'll just be nothing but a profanity-laced tirade. I could... Almost guarantee it. Almost. I'm not going to guarantee it because I don't want anybody to hold me to it, but I can almost guarantee it. That being said, let's switch gears and talk about Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims requested a trade as per his agent. Got 100 yards receiving yesterday. Okay, courtesy of Mike White and Chris Trevler. So 
Denzel Mims is fully capable of being able to go out and being a threat on this football team. And I have said from the offseason that in order for him to make this 53-man roster, he needs to play at a level in which is going to force the New York Jets to keep him here. So far, they have denied his request to release him. Denzel Mims' agent, through his agent, has asked for a trade. Now, apparently, he and Robert Sala have beef. Don't know what it's about. Probably because of the fact that Denzel Mims probably did not get any play. Well, there's a reason for that. Because when you're dropping the ball and you're committing penalties and so on and so forth, then how are you expecting us to be able to have faith that you're going to catch the ball when you're getting offensive pass interference penalty? You're getting a holding penalty or some other bonehead penalty. Or maybe an illegal block in the back penalty when you're on special teams. I'm sorry to say, but as much as I like Denzel Mims, and I was very happy when the Jets drafted him because the kid is huge, and I had always said I wanted to see him on one side, Lawrence Cager on the other, and then another big body wide receiver in the middle, and I just wanted us to have just a monster wide receiving call with guys that are fast, tall, athletic, that'll fight for the ball. Denzel Mims only started fighting for the ball recently. I mean, if you go and take a look at his stats, the stats don't jump off at the page and say, whoa, Jets can't get rid of this guy. What are you talking about? Guy's a beast. No, can't. He had issues with his health. He had issues with the playbook. And then not only that, but when he was put on the field, he did not make enough of an impact where both Michael Floor and Robert Sala are saying, we need to find a way to get this kid in the game. Now, this offseason, the kid put the work in. He busted his ass. He had his best game of the preseason so far. And he's giving the Jets a legitimate problem at wide receiver to say, we have to consider keeping him. Or if you're going to move him, you need to get somewhat decent capital for him. You're not going to trade him for a conditional seventh round pick, a slightly used jockstrap, or a good humor popsicle. You're going to want to get something legitimate. All right? So, with that, Denzel Mims, where he goes... It's going to be very fascinating tomorrow to see if Denzel Mims does in fact get moved or if he does end up on the 53-man roster. It's going to be very fascinating to find out if it does happen. And I, for one, am going to be very curious to see if it happens because I liked Denzel Mims when we first drafted him, but then the kids started to grate on my nerves because it was first, you have this vertical weapon, you have this guy who's fast, who had issues with securing the ball, had issues with drops, right? Gave me flashbacks to Stephen Hill. At one point, I was calling him Stephen Hill 2.0. But the kid this season, over this offseason, you're going to be able to see, hopefully, if they use him and they keep him, then it'll be a solid depth piece. But the Jets have a lot of competition at the wide receiver position. So, in my opinion, as well as Denzel Mims have played, I don't think he's done enough to crack the 53. So if you don't think that he's good enough to carry six or seven wide receivers, creating a spot for Denzel Mims, then you got to move him. Plain and simple. Or you put him on the roster. But here's a caveat to that. You put him on the roster, you better use him. He better not be sitting on the bench picking his ass. He needs to be out there and he needs to be playing. He needs to be out there And he needs to be doing some damage with the football. Whether it's jet sweeps, whether you design a package with five plays just for him. Michael Floor, if he ends up on the 53-man roster, 
you need to find a way to use this kid. Because if you don't, and this kid goes someplace else and lights it up, guess who's going to look foolish? The New York Jets. But that doesn't mean that we should cut our nose off to spite our face if we end up putting him on the 53-man roster and he struggles again. This is the gamble that you take with a player like Denzel Mims. I'm not saying the kid sucks. Because you know what? I want the kid to be successful here. I want to see number 11 go up there and freaking dominate. Make Corey Davis expendable. Be a solid complement to Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore. Be a guy that when they step on the field, you're going to make teams go, oh shit. That's what you want. Denzel Mims put up some pretty good numbers in the preseason. But that decision's not up to me. That decision's up to Salah. So hopefully, he's taking a look. He's having a good long conversation with Michael Floor. And whatever beef him and Denzel Mims got, they need to squash that if he's going to be on this roster. And Denzel Mims better be the good soldier and go out there and do what they ask him to do. Plain and simple. Because if they're going to put their neck out there, then you got to produce. And if you don't, then the Jets look like a bunch of idiots. Denzel Mims looks like a bust. And then yet Joe Douglas is going to end up getting another knock on a 2020 draft class that right now has produced Jack. That being said, let me go back to these comments over here and then we're going to start talking about the Chris Strebler conversation. Scott Kalisby, I can't wait. LOL, retro way, not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. No focus, that's the problem with Mims. It's not only the lack of focus, Ray, it's the lack of drive. I think that Mims, when he got drafted by the New York Jets, assumed that because he was a second-round pick that everything was going to be given to him. And I think that maybe to an extent, when the Adam Gase regime was in town, maybe that's exactly what happened. But then when Michael Floor came in and he saw that the kid was actually going to have to bust his ass to get a roster spot, I think that's when he started getting sour. So now is that the Jets' fault? Or is that a Denzel Mims problem? Because I don't think it's the Jets' fault. Because the Jets very well could have traded his ass the moment they brought Robert Sala in for a conditional sixth-round pick and a box of friggin' Twinkies if they didn't think the kid was going to be worth a damn. But they gave him an opportunity to come out and to say, you want to make this team, make the team. You want to come out, show us that you want to make this team. That was one of Robert Sala's mantras when he came in here. Every single position is going to be up for grabs. He wanted competition at every single position. He wanted guys that are going to come up here and give 110% every single day. Say what you want about Robert Sala. You could have questions about the coaching. You could have questions about the players. But this is the year where the coaching staff, they got to pull their head out of their ass and they got to make it work. Because now's the time to start collecting wins. Plain and simple. Matthias Simon, Mims is a wide receiver whose skill set doesn't fit this scheme and our offensive coaches aren't flexible enough to alter the scheme for his. He will probably get traded regardless of what Silas says. Joe Douglas makes those decisions, yeah? You better get something back for him because you spent the second to get him. You got to at least get a fourth. You can't take that kind of a hit and trade him away for a conditional sixth rounder. Scott Kalisby, Cager and Mims, I think I can speak for everyone. We're all glad you don't make the decisions for player personnel. Scott. You used to be such a good kid. I don't know what happened. Your mother must have dropped you on your head too many times. Retro Ray. A fifth rounder and a box of dog treats. <laughs> Scott Kalisby, but like the Jets said about Stephen Hill, he blocks really well. Newsflash. The Jets are releasing Strebler. Wow. Here we go. Jets informed QB Chris Strebler, who helped lead the team to an unbeaten preseason and also the team in rushing yards this summer, that they plan to release him on Tuesday per source. 
And Scott Gillespie, in regards to the 2020 draft class, it's produced a punter. So, pretty much makes the whole Chris Strebler dilemma pretty much a moot point, right? Because if they're going to release him, someone's going to hope that they don't pick him up off a waiver so they could possibly re-sign him to the practice squad. And if that's the case that you do, if, God forbid, nobody picks this kid up, and I, and I, I have no idea as to why, all right? If the Jets end up are lucky enough to put Chris Strebler on the practice squad, you need to trade Mike White as quickly as you possibly can. If you think that this kid is going to be there. <laughs> Ray, I don't even know how to pronounce this, so I'm just going to leave it in there. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought just re- reading that comment. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate you. <laughs> in regards to Chris Strebler now, all right? The kid's made a case to be considered, but if the Jets are going to release him, then you better hope that he clears waivers and they could end up setting him on the practice squad. Because if that's the case, then it gives you a little bit of leverage where you could go and you could trade Mike White and get something significant for him. If that's the route you plan to take. It doesn't look like right now that that's going to happen. So, that being said, let's wait and see. But, if there's any truth to this, Chris Drevel is getting released tomorrow. And I'm sure that somebody out there, one of the 31 teams, is going to be licking their chops to get this kid in. To even stash him on the practice squad. So we'll see. Now, I want to know what you guys think. We got about 10 more minutes left in the show here. I want to leave it up to you guys. What do you guys think about the Jets preseason? Is there a question that you guys have? All right, I want you to type it into the comments and I will read it out. Like I said, we got T minus 10 minutes and counting. So I'm sure Scott's probably got about five questions that he wants to type. He's probably deciding which one he wants to type first. Guy Fisher, I'm, I'm very disappointed in you, my friend. Very disappointed in you. Because I have not seen a fire Jeff Ulbricht now comment in the comments tonight. Alright, and we have about a little less than 10 minutes to go in this show. Alright, you better straighten your act up, buddy. Okay? Scott Kalisby, it'll be Cleveland. Okay? Yeah, our preseason was a joke. Okay? Anybody else out there, do you agree with Scott? Do you have any questions about the preseason? Is there something out there you'd like me to discuss? All right, let's go. We're at the 51-minute mark here, guys. Got less than nine minutes to go. Come on now. James Horan actually went and put a comment out there on Facebook. I hope Strebler is not in the AFC East. You know what? I'm sure that there are a lot of people that are probably going to uh, say the same thing. That they hope that he doesn't get picked up by the Patriots or by the Bills. I don't know if he'll get picked up by the Bills, maybe by the Dolphins. But we'll see. Again, anybody else out there with the cuts that are going to be happening on Tuesday, what position would you like to see the Jets go after? Would you want to see them sign a couple more linebackers? Would you want to see them sign a couple more offensive linemen? All right. We talked about the right side of the line. Really didn't play all that well against the Giants. Struggled a little bit more against the Falcons. On the defensive side of the ball, do you maybe go out there and get a run stuffer? Does a run stuffer shake free from somebody because of either cap issue, competition issue, or whatever? Matthias Simon, why can't the Jets ever come out of the preseason with the most questions answered? It's so frustrating. It's the truth. It really is, brother. Retro Ray saying goodnight. I have to focus on my fantasy draft. Great show. Hit a keep 50, the Hawaiian nightmare. Hey, okay. You heard it right here. 
New York Jets, if you're listening, you got to keep the Hawaiian nightmare as per Retro Ray. Ray, thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate you. So, 53 minutes and counting. Anybody else? Anybody else in the comments with any thoughts? Any thoughts about the preseason? Guy Fisher, I still have not found a fire Jeff Albrecht comment in there. Come on now, man. You're slipping. I'm very disappointed in you, my friend. Very disappointed. And Scott Cleesby, you tonight, do you have any questions over there? I'm sure you, you have a lot of comments, but do you have any questions? <laughs> Scott Cleesby, we are playing players that are going to pawn our team against players that will be working a 9-to-5 job by next week. Matthias Simon, I think you have to make sure the offensive line is secure. Get another offensive line. One of the things that I've talked about that I've complained about with the offensive line is the amount of depth on this team. I'd like to see them maybe get one or two possible depth linemen, possibly a swing tackle that can help out that right side because, again, the right side's giving you issues. Jeff Albrecht is gone once the season starts because most of our players have won titles either in the NFL or college level, and they are going to sniff him out. Salah's going to have to part ways. It's just a matter of time. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. It may not have been the fire Jeff Albrecht now comment. But we did get something about Jeff Albrecht and how Jeff Albrecht needs to be fired. So, Guy Fisher, it's about time. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! A lot of people are talking about that right now. You know, you never know. But Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, they always got a plan. I love it when a plan comes together. So you got to see, you got to see exactly what's going to happen. So that being said, anybody else in the comments have any questions? We are now at the 55 minute mark. All right. You got a little more than four and a half minutes. All right. I'm sure somebody's got something in there. I'm surprised. Come on, Scott. I know you got something. I know you want to be a smart ass. Let's go. Put something in there. Stop picking your nose. All right. So one other position that I want to see the Jets address, believe it or not, is the defensive line. I mentioned the Jets going out there and trying to get a run stuffer, somebody who you could put in the middle to help out with the run defense. Run defense was not as good as I would have liked it to be. Pass defense was actually pretty good. So that does make me feel a little bit better. The teams are not going to light the Jets up because they don't have to run the ball because they could just light us up through the air. So if we can go out there and we can actually be competitive on the defensive side of the ball, but you guys know how I feel about that already. I don't want the defense spending 60 to 70 to 80% of the time on the field because then in the fourth quarter when you need to make a stop, you're not going to have that energy to be able to make said stop. So that's my biggest issue. All right. Guy Fisher, I think the Jets are looking at an offensive player from the Eagles or the Ravens, I believe. Jared Iverson. Are we keeping running back Zonovan Knight? Yeah, I think so. I think the Jets go three deep at running back. You're going to see Brees Hall, Michael Carter, maybe Tevin Coleman, and Zonovan Knight. I expect them to keep Zonovan Knight even if he's just on special teams. I mean, the kid did play his ass off and did look really good. Well, Michael Piron's getting cut, so I'm surprised he lasted this long. So, my biggest question, Scott Kalisby, if we do start out really bad, do you let Zach have the entire year? Or do you actually start White to see if he could do anything? Or do we have to draft a new quarterback again? Because there's two really good quarterbacks coming out. That's a good question. And I think that, honestly, 
if the New York Jets are basically in a hole that they just cannot dig them dig their way out of. I think that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are going to be in a heap of trouble. I really do. Because then if you all of a sudden decide that you drafted Zach Wilson, number two overall, and now all of a sudden, two years in, you don't think he's the guy, and now you're going to go and you're going to draft another quarterback with a high draft pick, man, you set this franchise back another four years. So I hope to God that this doesn't happen. Guy Fisher, Ravens nose tackle and Eagles offensive lineman. Knight is going to be sharing punt returns with Berrios. From your mouth to God's ears. But I think you try to find a way to keep Zonovan Knight on this roster on the final 53. Because if you cut him, he ain't going to make the practice squad. Somebody's going to scoop him up. Go take a look at freaking Raheem Mostert. Jets had him in for a tryout two years in a row. Two years he ended up on the Jets practice squad. Gets poached. Goes to the 49ers. And now all of a sudden he's playing in a Super Bowl. Not that I'm saying that every running back... Could be a Raheem Mostert, but just a cautionary tale. So of guys that you think that might not make it here, but they go someplace else and they end up making it. Again, it's going to be interesting to see. So the transaction wire tomorrow is going to be laden with a bunch of names and a bunch of people out there that a lot of people are probably going to be like, I can't believe that this dude got cut. So we'll see. All right. So my final thoughts for this evening. Jets preseason, I didn't really see what I wanted to see. So the Jets have two weeks. To get this all straightened out before they take the field September 11th against the Ravens. Because if not, they're going to get smacked in the mouth. In their own house, on one of the darkest days in this country's history. In the city in which one of the darkest days in this country's history took place. So I hope that not just the emotion of that day, not just the passion of that day. Not just the, the amount of vitriol from that day. But the New York Jets are ready to take the field and they're ready to prove people wrong. You can only hope. But right now, if you're asking me if I think the Jets are ready, no, they're not ready. I'm sorry, they're not. So those are my thoughts. One last thought about Denzel Mims. If the kids played well enough to get a roster spot, you put them on. If not, make sure you trade them. Get something in return for them. If you feel like he's not going to be a fit. Guy Fisher, Ravens are going to grab Knight or 49ers, maybe the Chiefs. That's if he ends up not making the 53. I don't know. There's a good chance he may end up making the 53. I think he's played well enough to earn a spot, but we'll see. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow the show on Twitter at Weapons Hot Show. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. My partner in crime, who is still apparently traveling to his home, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. Plenty of ways to consume Weapons Hot on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network every Monday night at 7 p.m. right here. If you haven't already liked and subscribed to their Facebook page, go ahead and do so. If you haven't already downloaded their app, go ahead and do so. Plenty of ways to to consume Weapons Hot as well as interact with the other shows that are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Every Tuesday night, yours truly hosts a solo show on Jets World Facebook page, courtesy of Daniel Smith, the Jets guru himself, called Weapons Hot Mission Briefs. My producer out there, Mr. J.R. Brower, shout out to him and the tremendous job that he does putting that show together. Tomorrow night, we conclude the Know Thy Enemy series as we take a look at our beloved New York Jets in the AFC East. My special guest will be Mr. Errol Marks, co-host of the Sports Loudmouths on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Very much looking forward to that show. Now, Weapons Hot has a Facebook page. Be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, message us, we'll message you right back. 
We love going back and forth with people about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here. Leave us a rating. Leave us a like. You think we're doing a great job? That's awesome. Leave us a comment. We love all the positive words. If you think we suck and we know nothing about football and we're just a bunch of Homer Jet fans who just talk shit all the time, that's fine too. You can leave that on the Facebook page. We'll troll back and forth with you. We have zero problem with that. It doesn't matter who you are. Also, Mission Briefs. Mission Briefs has a Facebook page as well. Courtesy of Mr. J.R. Brower and the tremendous work that he does over there. And shout out to Kevin Robbins and the crew from the Live Rounds. The Live Rounds podcast and also the Live Rounds Facebook page. They do a tremendous job over there. Be sure to go and check them out as well. Weapons Hot has a YouTube channel. You can catch our past episodes there. Whether or not we're going to be firing that YouTube channel back up again remains to be seen during the course of the season. You guys will just have to sit around and find out. Alright, so with that... I'd like to thank all six of you that are tuning in tonight, right now, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is for you guys. We love you guys so much. And I'm going to leave you guys with one of the coolest break songs in the NFL today. One, two, three. This has been Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Peace. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.